Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. My name is Jason Gabrielli from HFM Investment Advisors, and today I am joined by my colleague, Catherine Allen Carlozo. Hi, Jason. What's up, Catherine? It's been a while since you've been on the podcast with us. I know. I'm glad to have you back. You've been busy studying social security stuff, so I don't know. (laughs) It all ties in. It all ties in. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So today, what we want to talk about is gold, and I'll paint the picture that recently I was in my car for two or three hours driving to and from a couple different places, seeing clients. And one of the things I noticed, I listen to XM radio a lot, was every other commercial was for gold. And I wasn't super surprised because it seems like every time the stock market gets a little shaky or some things happening in the world scare people to a fever pitch, they call them gold bugs in our industry, right? The gold bugs come out and they want to sell everybody gold to solve all their problems. And our goal today is not to tell you whether or not you should buy gold. Our goal today is just make sure that everyone understands the reality of what gold is good for and what it is maybe not good for. And so we're going to get into that today. But first, I want to set the tone of why we're seeing this little bit of a rush to gold all of a sudden, this new demand for gold. Well, I think a lot of it is like the dollar and other currencies. People have the belief that it's worth something. So when that belief falters, whether it's through inflation or hyperinflation or economic catastrophe, which we had in 2020, or even a governmental collapse, then people tend to buy gold. They feel like it's that safe haven. Whereas, as you and I were saying, what is really the safe haven? Definitely, it starts to spike up when people start to lose faith in the things that had always provided a certain level of security, like even the banking system. We saw earlier this year, obviously, it was a little bit of an isolated incident, thankfully. But between that, what we saw with COVID, what we saw with the stock market the last year and change has absolutely scared people a little bit, which is understandable. We always want to remind people that investing is scary. We've been working with investors for a long time. And investing is scary. It has a lot to do with what goes on between your ears. And so keeping yourself in the game is important and making sure that you can, I'll call it, defend yourself against some of the things that are going to use your fear against you. So you got to make sure you know the facts. I think what's interesting is that it's tangible. They can actually touch a gold coin or like my husband wants to own a gold bar. Right? I love Anthony. Not really, yeah. And he's like, he's probably you know, I just bolt want it to his Jeep. Well, yeah. yeah, either that or use it as a doorstop. Yeah, there you go. Right. And I said, Do you understand how much that would cost? And he said, No. I said, It's <laughs> over half a million dollars. He goes, Oh, okay. But I think that's Maybe part half of a bar. It. Yeah. Not even that. And that's the interesting part is like, it's the tangible and people feel like they can touch it. It doesn't rust, it doesn't go away. But one of the interesting things I read was Warren Buffett who really is not a gold fan. And he said that when you own stock in a company, you can see the value go up and you're receiving dividends and you can sell the stock for a profit. And it's very difficult to do because I feel like when people see they own the gold, but they're not really paying attention to its true value. 
So well, gold's that's the trouble, value right? is really... It's dependent on supply and demand, right? Exactly. If the new gold store gets discovered, then you're going to see a spike in the supply, which could affect the price. And then obviously, like we're seeing right now, a spike in demand certainly spikes the price as well. And so this idea of gold as a safe haven, I feel like that's one of the ones that we hear the most. And it's founded, right? It makes sense logically and to some degree over short periods of time where we see reductions in the stock market for short periods, a year, year and a half, two years, it bears out. I mean, if you just look at the time from January 1st of 2022, which if you remember, 2020 was actually a pretty good year for the stock market. 2021 was a really good year. And 2022 was where we started to get into what we're seeing today. So January 1st of 2022, all the way to June 9th of this year. So pretty much the whole span of the down spur in the market. SP 500 is down almost 10% still, and it's had a good year so far, but it's still down 10%, and gold is up 7%. A lot of people who are big gold fans, and they're going to say it's doing its job. And to some degree, in the short term, it is. We remind people that, as Catherine mentioned, over the long term, you're not going to get that value creation. It's just going to go up and down based on how much people want it or don't want it. But in the short term, it can certainly be used as that safe haven. I think the trouble comes when people start to think of it as a long-term investment. We looked at some data that shows us the public perceptions of the best long-term investment and how gold just in the last year or two has started to rise, right? What are those numbers? What do people think is the long-term? And this is just between stocks, bonds, cash, gold, and real estate. So Americans' perception currently is that, and actually this was, for the most part, a lot of times people, their biggest financial asset is their house. Yeah, for your average person, so absolutely. That was something that was always where people felt like it was a higher value. Now, because as people see these prices rising in homes, they're not looking at, like that actually went down percentage-wise. So that went down. So 34% of Americans feel that real estate is the best long-term investment, which that did go down a little bit. However, now they think 26% versus it was down to 19%. Gold is the long-term asset. Best long-term asset. Best long-term. And stocks was 18% of Americans thought that, and that did go down in this survey. And then down at the bottom are your savings and your bonds, or 13% think they're a good investment, and poor old bonds got 7%. So no one thinks it's a good investment, but they are the safe haven, that treasury that we talk Backed about. by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government, which thankfully just got shored up with our debt ceiling deal. Yes. We'll get into that. <laughs> that is the thing that I think is most concerning is that there's this perception out there amongst Americans that cold is a good long-term investment. And so, you know, we talked about how it could be a good short-term hedge. It doesn't happen every time the stock market goes down, but it certainly has over history. A couple times here and there helped out. But long-term, that's what we need to look at the truth. What is the truth behind that? And so we're going to go out much, much, much longer term. There was a study that was done in 2011 that went from 1836, the year 1836, to 2011. And it looked at gold versus stocks and bonds. And gold's inflation-adjusted return was just about 1% over that period of time, almost 200 years. And then bonds earned after inflation just 2.9%, which is definitely much better than gold. And then stocks earned 7.4% over that period of time. Now that ended in 2011. So if we pick that back up, which we did, we looked at the S&P 500 versus gold and how it's done since then. And if we go from June of 2013 to June of 2023, going back 10 years, 
The S&P 500, even though it's down, still 10% off its highs today, it's still up 164% in the last 10 years, and gold is only up about 38%. So gold is a long-term investment. That's where I start to take issue. That's the question is how much you're going to hold and how long are you going to try to hold it for? If you do want to own it long-term, one of the things that they say is wear it. As you are today. And me. Yeah. Say if you want to own gold, wear it with jewelry. I think that's probably the best long-term investment of gold. Yeah. It's not going to rust. It's not going to erode or anything like that, but it looks pretty. Without a doubt. And so, you know, when we think about how we're going to own gold, if that's the decision you make, we would say it's like everything else. When clients come and they ask us about a stock that they're looking at or something, we're not huge proponents of individual stock selection because it's just, you hit one or two home runs, but it's hard to consistently grow your money that way. Or when cryptocurrency, which, oh my God, I haven't even heard that term in a year. But remember cryptocurrencies and NFTs and everybody wanted to invest in that stuff? We just say everything in moderation. So if you look at how it should be in your portfolio, especially assuming most of your portfolio is going to be long-term, most people's portfolio are for retirement. And even when they're in retirement, that could mean 10, 20, 30 years. It should be a very small percentage, if at all. And one of the things is, like you were just saying, buy a exchange-traded fund, ETF. Sure. That holds gold. That holds gold. But you have to be careful with that because sometimes if there's gold mining which years ago, there was mutual funds that were always talking about being in- Almost like a proxy to hold in the actual metals. gold, yeah. But then they're like, oh, wait, this is really actually, they're just mining. It's the operation. Actually. Their operation of it. And it's not necessarily you owning gold. It was, you know, you have to be careful with that. There's a lot of scams out there. Especially on the hard gold thing. Um, yeah, I see a lot of internet con, websites popping Con artists, up and- they're chomping at the bit. Like you said, you're hearing all these commercials about- buying gold. And what people don't realize is if you buy gold, whether it's gold coins or gold bar, if you really have that half million dollars, like Anthony thinks he has, you have to store it someplace because it can get stolen if you're just using it as a doorstop. But it's also very high commission to own it and also to store it. And if you sell it, then it's an actual higher tax that you're paying on it. It's like 28% versus a 15% capital gains tax for a long-term stock profit. So I think that's really interesting too. People just have to be really careful. That's why I like the fact that if you're going to do something, it's more on that ETF side. or Keep it simple. Yeah. But like I said, at the end of the day, one of my old standbys, I've been doing this 15 years now, and I've heard the gold come out of the woodwork here and there over the years when things in the market get rocky. And my old stalwart is these companies that are selling you hard gold on cable news commercials or XM news or whatever. If gold was such a good long-term asset, then why do they want to sell it to you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why wouldn't they just want to keep it? That's one of the things I never quite understood. If the world's going to come to an end, I know we hear that as a uh, reason why people would want to hold gold. But what if it all comes crashing down? I talk Like the gold mining it, areas in the West. They're ghost general. Yeah. And you say, all right, if it all comes crashing down, the whole world's financial system, as much as we'd love to think that gold would be worth something, I think at the end of the day, the only thing that's be worth anything would be like food and ammunition because it's going to be pretty bad out there. If all the stocks go down and never come back because everyone loses their job, governments lose all the tax revenue, it would be a pretty calamitous event. Well, like you said too, the good news is that you don't have to just pick one asset class. Like we always say that. You diversify. So you have your stock portfolio if you want to have a little bit of gold, if you want to have real estate outside of your home, but also have real estate. So just do everything, like you said, in moderation and have a diversified portfolio. That's the name of the game. And so 
to bring it all full circle, I would say gold is something you really have to make sure you understand what you're getting into. And you have to make sure you understand where it fits in your portfolio and make sure that it fits in with your long-term goals. Don't ever do anything, whether it's gold that we're talking about or now interest rates are higher in bank accounts or any of these things, it's easy to get distracted from your long-term investment plan and your long-term investment strategy when our investments in the market and even in bonds have gotten pretty beat up over the last year and a half and all these other things seem like they're glittering like gold. Be very, very careful because in the short term, they look great, but in the long term, it's not always the best choice for you. So Don't want to be chasing that shiny object, <laughs> literally, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I could try to avoid that pun the whole time. Oh, it was, I'm so it was sorry. hard. It was hard. We, you we can had to edit let it this in out if you want. Yeah. <laughs> For everyone out there, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. And if you are not yet subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple, Amazon, you name it. We're out there, Spotify, and you'll get our new episode notifications whenever one comes out. Thanks for spending some time with me today, Catherine. Hey, it was fun as always. Buy it to wear it. <laughs> we'll hear you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer for sale or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. All investments involve risk and are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.